What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock The show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. 
All right, we kick the show off today with the great Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine. That was his version and definitely a custom version of Welcome to the Jungle. See how many jungle song references you can spot within the notes. That's the thing I love about Richard Cheese. It'd be so easy just to go out there and hack it, but he does his homework and his band obviously does their homework. And that's what I love about those Richard Cheese albums. He hasn't put out a record in a while to my knowledge. So I'm going to keep my eye out and go dig around for that. But until then, if you like that and you like a little comedy in your standards, go check that one out for sure. The album is actually called Apertif for Destruction. So yes, he's got a handful of records out and they're all fun, funny, whatever you want to call it. We, of course, are continuing on with the odds and ends with the letter C that's involved. Brought to you by Sesame Street. No, I'm just kidding. But if you heard the last episode, you know that's what we're doing here all week on the show. This is part two of three. Let's continue on with the covers right here. And if you're not familiar with what the odds and ends are, then go back an episode and I'll explain it all there. I don't want to bore longtime friends of the show. You know what you're doing. You know what you are. So yes, let's continue with the covers here. I'm feeling like some Black Sabbath covers. As it so happens, I have a handful of Black Sabbath covers where the artist is directly involved with the letter C. So let's kick things off here with a metal punk hardcore hybrid band from Canada. Shout out to my friends in Canada. This is the Cancer Bats and their version of Black Sabbath's Into the Void. Turn it up.
couldn't resist out of a little bit of laziness and just a nice tie in there. Yet another Sabbath cover right there. We started off the set with the Cancer Bats from their All Black Sabbath covers EP called Bat Sabbath. Check it out. It's I love the cover. It's a nice little simple yet effective tribute to the Master of Reality cover. And we continued on with a song from arguably the best tribute album of all time. There I said it. I do believe Nativity in Black, Volume 1, may be the best tribute album of all time. It doesn't really have a bad one on there for me, and that's not something you can really say about almost any tribute album. So by that kind of definition, I think it does have to be the best. So yes, Corrosion of Conformity with their version of another Master of Reality song right there, Lord of This World. Yes, can't get heavier than that record. The album that launched a thousand stoner rock bands, Master of Reality. Okay. Yeah, since we did some Sabbath right there, I figured let's give a shout out to the ladies on this next double shot of by and for the ladies. And as luck would have it, yes, I have another Sabbath cover. So you might be familiar if you bought, and you probably only bought this one album by them, first band on the moon, a band called the Cardigans from Sweden. I, I actually am a big fan of the Cardigans. So if you bought that record that had Love Full on it, you were probably pretty surprised at the fact that they did their own take on Iron Man, of course, the Black Sabbath classic. But uh, I have in the vaults here, uh, in kind of a uh, lifted B-Sides compilation that was put together for me uh, by an old co-worker of mine. Uh, it's off of some import single, B-Side, whatever. Uh, this is an alternate version of their cover of Iron Man. So this is basically, it's called Iron Man Take One. And it's completely different from the version they used on First Man on the Moon. So maybe you haven't heard this one yet. I kind of forgot I had this until I dug around looking for songs for this episode. So we're going to enjoy this together. So here you go. Here's the Cardigans with an alternate take of their version of Black Sabbath's Iron Man. Enjoy.
All right. What a crescendo on that performance right there. Just ending on an amazing epic note. That song uh, was by Sheryl Crow, believe it or not. You might have recognized her voice, but, uh, you know, I got to say, that's one of my favorite performances of hers. So that song was called On the Outside, and I originally heard that song, and I was actually going to play the original version of that song that appeared on the X-Files television soundtrack called Songs in the Key of X. But, you know, I was like, oh, wait, I have that live version from an import single, and it blows away the original. I mean, the original's good, but this thing is next level. And this is why I do a show like The Odds and Ends, or just Rock Strikes 10 in general. That is not only an odd and end, but it's literally an odd and end of an odd and end. Like, it doubles down on this whole theme right here. So it's a live version from a song that was originally on a soundtrack <laughs> from an import single. So... There you go. Cheryl Crow on the outside. Love that song. If you've never heard that version before, let me know what you thought of that. I love it myself. So yeah, just uh, let me know. I, I, I back the first three Cheryl Crow studio albums for sure. Uh, she was a mega talent and I even saw her live. It was a great show. Okay. Wish she had played that. That would have blown me away. Anyway, let's move on over to the Kiss side of things. I don't think I've really repped Kiss in a while on the show. We're not going to play a Kiss track, obviously, but uh, I'm going to play you something here from kind of the sole representation of solo material from Eric Carr from when he was still alive. So this definitely counts as an odd and end because it's a compilation of songs that either Eric had demoed or songs he recorded for the intended use of possibly being on this animated series that he was working on prior to his death called Rockheads. So basically these tracks existed in demo form and they went back and kind of remastered them, refined the track, beefed them up a little bit, and even Bruce Kulick, who was going to play on the project for sure, uh, he came in and added some guitar parts to it. I don't know if he played on the original demos or not. I feel like he didn't because I know Eric was a guitar player as well. I don't know if he played any guitar tracks on Kiss songs, although that could have happened. I know that Gene Simmons said that Eric played bass on I Still Love You on Creatures of the Night, but that's all I know as far as him playing guitar on a Kiss record. But that all being said, there's some cool material on this Eric Carr compilation. It's called Rockology. And it came out, I think, around 2000 on Spitfire Records. And, you know, yeah, anything Spitfire was putting out in the early 2000s, I was usually pretty interested in because they were handling Alice Cooper's stuff at the time and they put out a bunch of Twisted Sister reissues. So they were heavily on my radar. So I was very happy about the fact that all this Eric Carr solo material was going to, you know, emerge finally for the first time via Spitfire Records. So, yeah, this song right here, the reason I wanted to play this on the show not only because, you know, Carr, the letter C, and all that stuff, and plus, of course, he was in KISS. He was a member of KISS when I came in as a fan, so Eric Carr is kind of my favorite drummer of all time in KISS, honestly. So, that all being said, you know, if you're a hardcore KISS nerd, KISS Army, KISS Navy, like I am, you've read pretty much every book on him, and you know about kind of the latter-day tensions between Eric Carr and the band. And, you know, Eric felt like he wasn't getting the proper credit as a longtime member, it was hard for him to get songs on records and stuff like that. And I gotta say, hearing some of this material, I think he was right, especially towards the end. I mean, maybe he wasn't writing so much early on, who knows. But you hear a song like this, and I'm sitting there going, not only could this have easily made a Kiss album, but it could have been a hit single. And I think this song was kind of around the Hot in the Shade era. 
And for me, I put this song on the Hot in the Shade final track list. Not only that, but I'm probably making it like the third or fourth single. So, you know, it's one of those things where you don't want to rock the boat and have him come in and maybe have a surprise hit, kind of like what happened with Peter with Beth. So that all being said, you know, I, I don't think that they should have, like, you know, left forever off of Hot in the Shade. Obviously, it's a big hit for them. But I think maybe they could have written the momentum of forever, go with a rock song after that, like rise to it like they did, and maybe hopefully it would get a better push. But then if it didn't do well, like it didn't do that time, instead of the label giving up on the album, if they'd have had a song like Somebody's Waiting right here with Eric Carr singing, that thing would have been a hit. I really do believe that. In 1990, this song easily could have been a hit. So I'm going to play it for you right here. Let me know if this is your first time hearing it. If you're a big Kiss nerd like myself, you've heard it before, but check out this track right here. Here's Eric Carr on drums and vocals, Bruce Kulick on guitar and bass. It's a killer track right here. This is Somebody's Waiting.
an infinitely way better song than Little Caesar, the Eric Carr song that did make the cut for Hot in the Shade. That song should have been on there. Put it in the same exact place, it's a different album, and the song has another hit attached to it. That's what I think. That's a kissed opportunity, as we say. (laughs) All right. So, my friend out there, Chris Penn, if you're still listening, I'm going to reward you with this one right here. Here's a killer track from one of your favorite movies of all time and the soundtrack attached to it from the Big Lebowski original motion picture soundtrack. Here is Elvis Costello and a nice basic rock track from him called My Mood Swings. Costello right there with my mood swings from the Big Lebowski soundtrack. A true odd and end because, you know, I, I don't know many Elvis Costello songs that are just recorded specifically for a soundtrack, and that's one of them. It's, it didn't come from an album of his originally, and usually he just licenses songs out for those things. Uh, the only other thing I could think of that he did like that, and this is a really weird one. This one's almost a little too weird. I didn't even play it on the show for that reason, but I just like this song better. But uh, if you want to look up something really wild, he did a cover of Christina Aguilera's Beautiful that so far has only seen release on the soundtrack uh, for the TV series of House. So if you're interested in something like that, go look that up. I think that song could have been better production-wise, which is why I didn't play it on the show once again. I have no problem with the song Beautiful. It's a great message. It's a good song. But yeah, I just I kind of wanted more of a... Uh, organically based uh, you know musical instrument kind of version it's a little more you know programmed and stuff but anyway that all being said it was a two minute elvis costello four on the floor song so baco if you're listening i apologize for playing elvis costello although not really because it's my show but 
I'm going to reward you later on since you're sticking around. So stay tuned towards the end of the show. I think you'll like the last song on the show, especially. We're going to move back over here to a really cool, solid rock guy, like a kind of a rock lifer from the East Coast area. This guy, Steve Conti. Uh, Steve, I've noticed him first as a guy who'd been playing with the New York Dolls over the last decade and change, and also uh, contributing to Michael Monroe's solo stuff from the last decade. This guy has a really good ear for rock, like I said, good writer, good guitar player, and he puts out his own solo stuff as well. He's got plenty of odds and ends out there. He's got a lot of single-only releases. He's got a cover ZP out there, but I'm going to play one of the first songs I ever owned by him, and it's from this compilation called Heavy Hearts. This was a charity compilation that was put out a few years ago by Round Records, which is a really cool independent label. They handle all of the uh, Wild Hearts family tree stuff for the most part. And, uh, you know, I was happy to, number one, find a cool comp that had unreleased songs from a lot of great rock artists, uh, mostly European-based, but some American artists as well. And for a good cause, it was for Juvenile Diabetes, JDRF Foundation. So, hey man, double win right there, so... I don't know if it's still out there or not, but look around. It's called Heavy Hearts, once again. It's basically a two-disc set that I think probably cost about 10 bucks, which is a bargain. So that all being said, it has this really cool track from Steve Conti on there. So I'm going to play it for you right now. Officially listed as the act Steve Conti in The Crazy Truth, this is The Truth Ain't Pretty. Bars and the whores 
Right, there you go. A nice little rock track right there. Steve Conti with The Truth Ain't Pretty from the Heavy Hearts compilation, the charity album. Go look that one up. And if you can't find it, let me know. We'll work out something. I don't want to take away from the donations that Juvenile Diabetes might have received for interest of this album. So I'll tell you what, if you contribute $10 to JDRF.org, and show me that you did that send me a screenshot with your name on it somehow uh you know or like you know screenshot selfie whatever however you want to do it because it's a great cause i've contributed to it many times in the past and not just for this album but other causes and i'm a big believer in the foundation if you have done that let me know message you and i'll send you the tracks if the thing's not out there anymore so there you go trying to do my part here so yeah don't drink two coffees this week and buy a cool record okay all right, moving on here. The last double shot of the night. These two tracks have some things in common. They're both from film soundtracks in the late 90s. They're both cover songs. Uh, they're both kind of covered by artists you might not expect to do these songs. But that's where the comparisons end. These two tracks couldn't be any more different if they tried, I think. So a couple of shot covers coming up here. Maybe the latter not so much, but definitely the first one right here. Uh, one's from a movie that I love and one's from a movie I've still never seen. So we're going to kick off things with a fun little uh, hip hop based cover of an old country song. So from the office space soundtrack, this is cannabis backed up by the now late great Bismarck Key and their interpretation of Johnny paychecks. Take this job and shove it followed up by, uh, let's make that one a surprise. So here you go. Check this one out. Tip your hat and uh, and bowed to the biz, cause nobody beats the biz. Enjoy. Mm, yeah. Get money if you keep 
Russians are like slave gigs. The boss is favorite to get placed in something spacious. While the most hated get placed in some small cubicle spaces or get thrown down in the basement. Get to sleep the confiscated. You constantly waiting for a paycheck. Twelve months pass by and you still ain't get paid yet. Here's an optimistic motto. If you ever late for today, you can say you early for tomorrow. Most nine to fives are hard cause the description of the job ain't no picnic in the park. People get hired. Drink coffee to stay wired so they don't get tired. Sleep late and get fired. You came in late. You already ate. Now, you wanna take a lunch break? Hey yo, bust it. Ain't no need to discuss it. Just take this job and shove it right between your buttocks. Take this job and shove it.
I thought of another comparison that I could make that these last two songs share. They're definitely both big anthems, you know, for sticking it to the man. So there you go. We kicked off that set with Cannabis featuring Bismarcky, and the song is officially called Shove This J-O-B. It's from the Office Space soundtrack. Office Space, uh, a lot of it was filmed just a few miles down the street from where I live, over in Arlington, Texas, and I think the Las Colinas area as well. Love that movie. Saw it in the theater. It got me to quit my job in an office and go work at a CD store. That's what it did for me. The next day, I did that. Got that job. So, there you go. Important movie for me, Office Space. And, of course, one of the great comedies of all time. And then we finished up with a song from a movie I've never seen still. If, if Chris, if you're listening, Chris from The Last Theater and The Sea of CNJ, if you've seen The Faculty, let me know if it's worth my time because you always know what movies are worth my time. You know my taste. And that's... That's why we're brothers. All right. But that was the class of 99, which, uh, you know, I, I definitely wanted to do some research on what the deal was with them. This is what I knew going into the song, because I, I bought the faculty soundtrack pretty much based off of that song and a couple other B-sides that I was happy to get. Uh, I think Cheryl Crow actually had a cool track on there as well. And there were some Alice Cooper covers on there. Anyway, but that all being said, so I knew class of 99 was definitely Lane Staley on lead vocals. Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine on lead guitar and Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction and Infectious Grooves and a bunch of other bands on drums. So I was like, oh, cool. And now I was sitting there thinking maybe they'll put a record out, you know. Like I remember thinking, especially like around, I think it was like 2000 or 2001 after Rage broke up, uh, that Tom Morello, maybe he would do that. And maybe Lane would do that because, you know, he was on the outs with Alice in Chains and they weren't doing anything at all. Uh, if we only knew... Uh, that song, actually, and the video that goes with it, that was actually the last appearance uh, on record and on video for Lane Staley before he died. Like He died like three years after he cut that song. Uh, but yeah, that was them doing Pink Floyd's classic, Another Brick in the Wall, Part 2, of course. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't mean to end this show on a down note, but yeah, that was Lane's last song. I was hoping, once again, that there would be a full album with this band because I thought it would sound kind of neat. But lo and behold, it did not happen. I did do that thing that I try not to do on the show and go on Wikipedia because I wanted to find as much info as I could about Class of 99 and I googled it afterwards and everybody kind of came up with the same stuff. But I was interested to see if anybody else rounded out this band and uh, you know I've got the CD around here somewhere but I just couldn't dig around looking for the booklet so thank you internet. So there you go officially rounding out this band uh, is Martin Lenoble playing bass. He was in Porno for Pyros and peak this. This is ridiculous. Matt Serladick, who was the keyboard player for Matchbox 20. <laughs> go figure. So yeah, there you go. That was class of 99 doing another brick in the wall from the faculty soundtrack once again. All right. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this show. I hope you enjoyed this uh, trip through the odds and ends, all the crazy oddities of my, you know, physical and digital collection right here. Stay tuned. We've got part three of the odds and ends starring the letter C coming up here in just a few more days to round out the week. Until that time, I'm going to send you over to my better half, Nola, with the plugs and the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, our new kittens Ruby and Ripley get a treat. We're on Twitter at RockStrikes10 and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. 
For $20, we will ship you out a high quality, soft as heck, next level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock with Joey and the great Mark Streakle of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.